Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Hey, if you're a fellow podcaster, let me tell you about Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. That's right. They're providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And let them know the nerd sent you by adding our podcast, The Amazing Nerd Show, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Once again, that's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Nerds, it's time to suit up or shut up. The world as we know it is in grave peril. May I suggest we activate the ANS protocol? Now initiating. They may not be the heroes we need, but they will be the most amazing option we have left. Their love of horror, wrestling, video games, movies, and so much more will surely get us through the battle ahead. For Nerds by Nerds. Audio delivery service engaged. Launching ANS in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Amazing Nerd Show. Welcome to 2021. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. All right, so welcome to another special edition of the Amazing Nerd Show. Uh, since 2021 is finally here, it's time for our annual most anticipated films list. Now, Woo-hoo. we did joke that we could probably just release the list that we did in 2020 and no one would be any like wiser um since like 80 percent of those films didn't come out uh but there's actually plenty of new films this year plus you know with the studio trying to play catch up with the release schedule i mean it's gonna be just a jam-packed year so we also have some more insight to those 2020 films because we've been hearing about them for a fucking year i mean due to trailers and interviews so and there's also films that are on this list that weren't on the list last year uh, so, I mean, also quick note, these are our most anticipated films. So don't fucking message us because Fast and the Furious or Mission Impossible, you know, isn't on here. I mean, I could give a <laughs> shit about Tom Cruise creepy ass fucking running. I mean, I can't wait for it to come out that he like drinks fucking virgin blood to like keep himself so fucking young. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> sit back and hunker down because we've got 30 films that we're excited for this year. Well, I hate to be that guy, but I also do have to remind people, none of these films are guaranteed. <laughs> what, uh, what, we're in know. the middle of a pandemic, Christian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Things are definitely going to change at some point, but um, hopefully most of these films do still come out in this order. Here's to hoping. <laughs> You're just a ray of sunshine. Yes, I am. <laughs> Yes, this whole episode has a fucking asterisk next to it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, with that said, let's get on with our most anticipated films. Now launching the Amazing Nerd Show's most anticipated films of 2021. Starting the list is Saint Maud. It takes nothing special to mop up after the dying. You're prettier than the last one. But to save a soul, that's quite something. Bless Amanda's body and bless her mind, which is shrouded in darkness. When you pray, do you get a response? Oh, it's like he's physically in me. 
It's how he guides me. My little savior. All right, this one's coming to theaters January 29th and will be on video on demand February 12th. Uh, it's directed and written by Rose Glass and stars Morphid Clark. All right, so, I mean, an ultra-religious nurse who becomes not only obsessed with saving a patient's life, but also her soul. Um, this trailer was filled with just insane visuals. I mean, is she delusional or something supernatural at work? All I know is it's an A24 film. I mean, with, you know, movies like Hereditary, Midsummer, Lighthouse, Green Room. I mean, I'm on board, Christian. Absolutely. I mean, every time I see the nails in the in the converse, it gets me every time. <laughs> so, and it's been garnering a lot of, like, actual award season buzz. So, oh, okay. um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah, I was excited for it last year, so hopefully it comes out. <laughs> at least we know it's coming to video on demand, at least. So yes. we'll definitely be able to review it soon. Next up, coming to America. You must heed my words before I'm gone, my son. Now, you will be king. But the throne must pass to a male heir. Hakim, it appears you have a son who must be found. Prepare the royal jet. We are going back to America. Oh, hell no, your majesty. Come on! Coming to On Demand on March 5th, directed by Craig Brewer and starring the legendary Eddie Murphy, most known for his role in Shrek as Donkey. I fucking hate you. <laughs> You're the only jackass here. <laughs> All right, motherfucker. Eddie is back. Well, I would usually groan about them doing a sequel to a comedy this many years later. I mean, seeing Eddie Murphy in Dolomite, you know, on Netflix and, you know, his, uh, his episode of Saturday Night Live this past year makes me just want more Eddie. Um, and I'm not a huge comedy guy, but... Coming to America is a fucking classic that still holds up decades later. So, I mean, hopefully they've got a funny enough story to warrant this sequel. So up next was supposed to be The Many Saints of New York, uh, the Soprano prequel um, that I was actually really looking forward to. But unfortunately, it just came out the other day that this is going to be delayed a whole year. <laughs> So th this is the prime example of what we're talking about. This whole schedule's in flux. I mean, we'll be lucky to see, you know, 50% of these movies, I feel like, at this point. All right, well, let's keep on with this list. Next up, No Time to Die. James Bond. License to kill. History of violence. I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. Mine will survive long after I'm gone. History isn't kind to men who play God. Alright, so this is directed by Kerry Joji Fukunawa? Christian? Fukunaga? I your guess is as good as mine. The uh, True Detective Season 1 director? One of them? All right. Well, my apologies. Um, <laughs> and it's starring Daniel Craig and Rami Malek. And this will be released April 2nd. Yes. Um, it'll be interesting to see Rami Malek in this film. I think he'll be a good villain choice. Uh, this is, you know, following up after 
you know, Bond, again, being betrayed by someone he loves, or maybe he's not being betrayed. Who knows? It's a mystery. <laughs> uh, this one's been pushed back quite a few times. I think it was supposed to come out early last year, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's like one of the first films of 2020 to get yeah. pushed back. So, yeah, and it got reshuffled a couple times, you know, until they said, fuck it. Let's just push it back to 2021. So... Um, I love how much Raimi's character looks like a comic book villain, you know, in the trailer. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, you know, it, I mean, I hope he's willing to, like, eventually, you know, head over to the MCU and, you know, or DC or Star Wars because um, they need to cast him in something. I, I think he'd actually make a really good, like, Nightcrawler, honestly. You're, no, you're not wrong. I was thinking Imperial when you said Star Wars. Oh, so. yeah. No, that too. Like even like Thrawn <laughs> or something like he that? He could do all of them, goddammit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a James Bond guy, so that's really all I have to add to this. But <laughs> it looks cool. Hmm. I'm just hoping this is, you know, Daniel Craig's swan song. He finally gets to leave because he's been trying to get out of this franchise yes. for a while. <laughs> I feel like for the last, like, three movies, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like this is and his last one. That's it. And then he resides. They've been dreamcasting all these different people to be Bond. So, I mean, we'll see what happens in the future. But hopefully this is, you know, Daniel Craig's final film. <laughs> all right. Up next. All right. This one's coming to us April 16th and is being directed by Simon McCoy. And produced by James Wan. Oh, yes. Yes. yes so it is. give us some awesome fight sequences and some worthy fatalities that live up to the video game. And I'm here for it. I mean, the original Mortal Kombat film is still probably one of my favorite video game movies of all time. Cheese and all. And I think the story is fun enough, you know, where you could actually make a good film if they take it serious enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, James Wan's on board, like I said. I mean, as pr a producer. So I feel like this sh it should really go a long way, you know, quality control wise. So, yeah, I think I said it best when I did the review for that animated Scorpion film. I, I think I'm ready for something new in general in the Mortal Kombat world. So I I mean, if they want to fuck with the main story, if they want to do anything, I think this is the time for me. You know, as someone who's lived through the games, the movies, the fucking comics. Well, I don't think they need to do like an origin story because everyone knows no, that exactly. story. So you don't need to take a deep dive. If this is like a pure straight, like we're jumping right into the tournament and that's it. We don't need tons of backgrounds. I mean, even if they do a fucking scroll Star Wars wise, I'm cool. You know? <laughs> like how it would work. Yeah, right. You know, like I said, you know, just give me some of those iconic characters and some awesome fucking fight scenes, you know, and make sure you have some 90s industrial music like blaring in the background <laughs> and I'm good. <laughs> no, yeah, man. All, all I need really as an update is just the modern day uh, visual effects. That's all I care about at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, though, with James Wan, I feel like he's not going to put his name on something that mm -hmm. doesn't have like quality, you know, around it. Up next, The Quiet Place Part 2. I came all the way up here. There's nothing left. Please. There are people out there worth saving. You don't know, do you? I do. Left. Another kind of people worth saving. 
right, another one coming in April, um, on April 23rd. This is directed by John Krasinski and starring Emily Blunt and Cillian Murphy. Yeah, this is probably on my top 10 most anticipated list, honestly. I mean, I love the original and I can't wait to see how they continue, like, the story of the Abbots. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the trailer, I got some strong, like, Walking Dead vibes, as it seems like they're going to be, like, interacting with other survivors a lot more in this film. Um, I'm sure we'll get, like, the familiar theme of, like, the human beings being, like, the yes. real monsters <laughs> or, you know, just as bad as the crazy eardrum monsters, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, after what Krasinski did with the first film, I think he'll bring something new and interesting to that whole concept. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how big of a world they try to build from this going forward. I know we both uh, originally speculated that we wanted it to be, like, a different story from a different family. But, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see where they go with this, like, small child now. <laughs> going in this world still. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I felt like at first in interviews, Krasinski was like, you know, leading everyone to believe that it would be following like, you know, different characters. But maybe he just meant like the survivors that they like come across. So I, I, I'm fine with it, you know, as long as it makes sense in the long run. Like I... <laughs> I still have no clue how they're going to, like, you know, make it more than five minutes in this world with a fucking infant, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) we'll see. I'm sure, you know, he'll be creative, though. Um, Like how they get around, you know, these fucking weird eardrum, you know, alien monster things. Up next, Last Night in Soho. Well, all right, Damon, make it a double feature because this one is also April 23rd. Um, This is directed by Edgar Wright and starring Anya Taylor-Joy. So we don't know much about this film for the amount of buzz that it has. And if it is actually coming out like on this date, you would think that we'd be getting a trailer soon. Uh, exactly. Anya Taylor-Joy, I mean, is like this fashion-obsessed girl who travels back to the 60s to meet her idol in London, but things aren't what they seem as always. Um, so, I mean, Edgar Wright in my book can do no wrong, so obviously I'm on board. No, I, I would like to see him take a stab at this as a very serious horror film. I haven't seen, like, most of the, like his stuff is comes off a little whimsical at times. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I love his work, <laughs> so I can't complain. But I'd love to see his interpretation of, like, a dark horror. But this also sounds like a very wild storyline anyway. Yeah, I didn't realize that there was, like, a time travel aspect to this. At least, or maybe I just forgot at this point, because it's... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but we've, we've literally gotten, like, hardly any information about this film yeah, over the all. past year so... Um, I don't know. No, I'm like I said, I'm still excited for it. Only time will tell, Damon. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Up next, Marvel's Black Widow. We have to go back to where it all started. So they never do that to anyone again. We're a family. We fight with you. You won't win. I've always found it best. To look into the past. Okay, you got a plan, or shall I just stay duck and cover? My plan was to drive us away. Well, your plan sucks. All right, scheduled for our first summer blockbuster, May 7th. Um, This is directed by Kate Shortland and starring Scarlett Johansson. Christian will phase four of the MCU finally start this year. I mean, they've. I doubt it. Listen to me, asshole. <laughs> it's going to happen. I need it to happen, Christian. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, we went a whole fucking year without any Marvel content. I know. So Jesus. Crazy. Um, they've stuck to their guns when it comes to keeping this release theatrical. I mean, seeing Natasha's origin and finding out more about what makes her like tick should be entertaining. It seems like Florence Pugh is like destined to like take over the mantle of Black Widow. Hopefully the film goes a long way to make her feel worthy of earning that title. And I mean, fucking Taskmaster, such a cool villain. I hope they do yes. him or her justice, Christian. Yes, I, I still have theories about that, but um, I think everyone does I, I, at this point. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I'm. For me, I think the only thing I have left to say is just I hope that Taskmaster isn't just another one and done villain in one of these films. I hope you know he gets to continue. He or she gets to continue on um, being you know a villain. It's such, throughout. The it's MCU. honestly one of my favorite like Marvel villains. I love yes. like you know his power set and everything, the aesthetics of the character. So yeah, I, I definitely want to see this like character carry on throughout you know the MCU. So I mean, there's so many different ways you can go with them too. Exactly. Up next, Godzilla versus Kong. All right, so this will be released May 21st. It's directed by Adam Wingard, and it's starring Alexander Skarsgård and Millie Bobby Brown. You know, this was one that I definitely wanted to see in theaters, but I mean, I I will I will deal with it being in my big living room TV as much as possible. Because I mean, this is the, this is the one, man. We're finally getting Godzilla fighting Kong of all people. Hey man, two that's, that's big crazy. monsters destroying shit. I'm cool with it, right? Exactly. <laughs> as long as there isn't some stupid fucking human story shoehorned in there. I mean, just give me the monsters, you know, destroying fucking cities, and you know, hey, it's a movie, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, they did tease the mecha versions of Godzilla's enemies in the last movie, so I'm a little excited for that. I'd love to see some Mecha Godzilla on. Those are like the robotic possible. versions, right? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is like some lab making them? Yeah, yeah. One lab guy got um, King Ghidorah's like body, and he's starting to just gonna throw some electric parts on him. Because <laughs> that's what mad <laughs> scientists do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's upgrade these monsters. <laughs> exactly. It, it was just destroying the world, but let's just add some robot parts yeah, to it now. for shits that's... and giggles, right? <laughs> So this release date is actually kind of tentative because I know Legendary, which I believe this is being produced by, was not happy with Warner Brothers' decision to put out their entire film slate for 2021 onto like HBO Max. So this might actually be pushed back, um, you know, till it can get like, you know, a, a proper theatrical release. We'll see, though. Fair enough. I, be, I feel like you want to see your big monsters on a, the biggest screen possible, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, like you said in the front, it feels like that's what this movie was fucking made for, right? Yes. Up next, Spiral. Whoever did this has another motive. They're targeting cops. This shit's gonna go sideways fast. Someone's out there pulling all the strings. You wanna play games, motherfucker? All right, another one coming May 21st. Uh, this will be directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman and starring Chris Rock and the infamous Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, the new Saw sequel, I think, uh, will hopefully revitalize the franchise. Chris Rock's 
is playing like a detective investigating some incredibly gruesome crimes. Sam Jackson seems to be playing his mentor. Um, is Jigsaw back? Is it more cult-like copycats? Is it fucking Sam Jackson? I mean, Chris Rock was great in Fargo. So even like with this kind of, I don't know, lackluster trailer that didn't even feel like it really fit as a Saw movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm still looking forward to just more horror being out there, you know, in the theaters. I don't know, man. I'm still going to go in with low expectations. And I feel like I'll be better off for Christian, it. Christian, I think that's the model for your life. So I, well. <laughs> I don't think anyone's surprised that you have low expectations for this. So fair enough. It's okay to be excited for some things, Christian. God damn it. Hey, look, last thing I was excited for was cyberpunk. And guess what happened? <laughs> oh, that's that's going to ruin you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's all you had going. So anyway, I was really kind of hoping this would be more of a reboot. And maybe it still is. Because I don't remember if this is a straight, like, sequel. Everything that I keep on reading is saying it's a sequel. But I don't know. Like, I I think one of the biggest mistakes that the Saw franchise ever made was, like, killing off Jigsaw in, like, the third film. Um, And I feel Mm -hmm. like they've been kind of just, like, I don't know, like. I really feel like they've been just kind of, like, treading water ever since. Um, So I don't know. I, I. I'm fine with this being a fucking reboot, you know, like just start over. Make fucking Sam Jackson, you know, Jigsaw. How badass would that be? That would be cool. Live or die, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just like how many times was Jigsaw making tapes, you know, in the background, sending them out to people? Like how much longer can you really stretch out that story? Yeah, someone eventually has to like take over that mantle and Uh feel, you know, like the, the worthy successor. You know, because they've tried. I know, I think the last sequel, right? Didn't they have um, the guy from Princess Bride? I can't think of his name now. Yes, I, I was trying to think about his name this entire time. I was like, Wesley, come back, right? Like, yes. from the first film and, you know, carry on. But yeah, that, that didn't really click with me either. So Up next, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. All right, coming out June 4th. This is directed by Michael Chavez and starring Vera Farminga and Patrick Wilson. So the Warrens are back again in a real life case that focuses on an investigation of a murder that uses demonic possession as a defense. I mean, it sounds very similar to The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And uh, even though it's got the director of that Conjuring spinoff or adjacent to, I forgot like how they were trying to phrase it, um, The Curse of La, La Lorena, uh, you know, regardless of that, because I heard that movie was supposed to be pretty awful. I didn't see it myself, but it, it didn't look good. Uh, I'm still looking forward to this because I just love the first two films so much. I'm just curious to see if, you know, these films feel the same without James Wan, like, helming them. Yes. No, yeah, because, I mean, I don't I don't know how you felt about the last one where they were kind of just kind of shoehorning ideas into a film and uh, I think it was Annabelle 3 or something like that yes 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 you <laughs> I know home. you didn't like it I thought it was okay like I caught it on like uh on blu-ray actually um because mm-hmm. I'm a sucker like that <laughs> but uh yeah it did feel like they're like okay well, let's just throw this against the wall and see what works you know um you know how many spin-offs we can get out of this one so exactly. uh <laughs> you know but I, I don't know. I, I I do enjoy these films. So as long as it's got the same vibe, um, it could work. And, you know, I mean, the actors are so fucking talented that they could probably pull it off on their own. 
Exactly. I don't feel like this franchise has reached like insidious levels of low by the end of that franchise. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy still to be going to see Patrick Wilson and Vera Firminga continue on with what they started off with. And Juan is still producing. So I feel like he's yes. not going to let anyone like, you know, destroy his baby. Up next, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I found this in my living room. Whoa, killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? There hasn't been a ghost sighting in 30 years. New York in the 80s? It's like The Walking Dead. Your dad never mentioned this to you? It's just my mom. My grandfather died. My mom says we're just here to pick through the rubble of his life. Alright, coming out June 11th and directed by Jason Reitman and starring Carrie Coon and Finn Wolfhard. So, I mean, this trailer actually hit me in the feels, I won't lie. It had this, like, strangely enough, like, strong Spielberg vibe to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not really what I envisioned, though, when I originally heard about them doing, you know, another Ghostbuster film. But whatever, I mean, it seems to be following the grandchildren of Egon um, fighting ghosts with Paul Rudd for some reason. I mean, <laughs> the original Ghostbusters are set to make an appearance, uh, you know, and the talented Jason Reitman is behind the lens, which feels just perfect since his dad directed the original. Hey, man, uh, Paul Rudd's a good time. So no, I I'm agree. Down. But I'm like, why is Paul Rudd in this film? It feels so random in the trailer, but uh, whatever. He plays he plays a good um, exposition catalyst. No, I agree with that. I think it really encapsulated his career right there, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> he does exposition well. <laughs> Everyone loves Paul Rudd, damn it. Up next, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. All right, coming out June 25th, just in time for my birthday. Uh, no one cares. By Andy Sir- I know. <laughs> <laughs> directed by Andy Serkis and starring Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson. This isn't about you, Christian. This is about know, Venom, damn it. <laughs> There's this funny thing where it's like notoriously bad, like action movies come out right before my birthday. Like I went and saw the third Transformers movie on my birthday. Do you birthday think that's that why you like so mess. many shitty movies? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's that's possible. I feel like that's poetic, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listen to this show, you know I hated the original. Um, I thought uh, it totally disregarded the source material and like, I, I, I understand that they were handcuffed without Peter, but I think there was a way to still stay true to Eddie's story or at least make a good fucking film. Um, <laughs> but I'm hoping now that Sony and Disney seem to be willing to share characters a little more. We can actually have more of a like comic book accurate story here i mean maybe peter even gets an appearance i don't know uh that and let's fucking upgrade those action sequences and that shitty fucking cgi that we got in the first one i mean andy circus is you know directing so you would think Mm -hmm. that like the cgi and those sequences would be fucking pristine so i'm exactly i mean if anyone gets it it's andy circus at this point right when it comes to cg yeah um man those fight sequences in that first one though i have to agree with you it just looked like snot bubbles fighting each other just (laughs) slapping against each other It it was ridiculous um i don't have high hopes but i you know i do love the character carnage and i can only hope that maybe someone 
on this team writing or something is a fan too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know if they could live down that fucking awful red wig that they had him wearing, uh-huh. you know, in the last scene of the first one. So, um, but yeah, no, here's to hoping, right? Up next, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. All right, coming July 9th, directed by Destin Daniel Cretton and starring Simu Liu. So a pretty surprising choice for one of the first like new characters being introduced in like phase four for the MCU. But I mean, he's a cool hero who was actually an Avenger during Hickman's run for a short while. So I'm curious to see how like he fits into like the bigger picture of the Marvel Universe. But honestly, I mean, just give me some awesome fight sequences, you know, worthy of this character's fucking skill set. Because I mean, that's who he is in the, the comics. Like he's, you know, one of Marvel best fighters so i mean he needs to live up to that mantle don't fucking iron fist him (laughs) exactly i mean that would be horrible that sounds dirty (laughs) (laughs) no one wants that growing (laughs) up there anyway but uh (laughs) i I think Um, it might get asses in the seats i don't know (laughs) (laughs) there's an audience out Uh, there for that (laughs) there's an audience for everything Uh, trust me uh Um, I have this weird gut feeling, though, um, that this will be kind of like one of Marvel's next big like sleeper hits where it's like we haven't heard or learned too much about this. But I mean, I feel like, you know, he is the next big hero to come out. That will at least be a good catalyst for new um, fans to join in. Yeah, like Marvel doing like a straight like almost like Kung Fu, like, you know, Samurai yes. Sunday movie. That sounds awesome to me. If anything, give me something like what we got in the last John Wick film, where it's pretty much, you know, just him going through levels of guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fine with me. I'm on board. Exactly. Up next. Oh. All right, coming out July 23rd, uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan and starring Gail Garcia Bernal. So we literally know nothing about old. Um, all that we do know that it's the first of two horror films uh, that M. Night's directing for Universal. Uh, M. Night probably has one of the most uneven bodies of work in the history of film from like absolute like classics like Sixth Sense, Signs and Unbreakable to fucking just train wrecks like The Village and Last Airbender. Um, he seems though to have gotten back like on track with you know you know films like Split and Glass and the Apple TV Plus show Servant. So that's why this is making my list. But you know that's definitely with you know reservations. I mean you know I don't know much about this at all and I'm not the biggest fan especially after what he did to my avatar. <laughs> but beyond that, but at least are you in, enjoying Servant? Yeah, so you know far? we got a, a special like early screener. Um, from Apple TV Plus, which we definitely appreciate, uh, you know, but it was just the first episode. So I want to wait till like the end of the season to do like a full on review because I binged Absolutely. the shit out of that first uh, season. <laughs> so I'm really enjoying it. So we'll get into it later on. Yeah, definitely give Servant a watch if you have Apple TV Plus. Um, and if you don't, it's a really cool platform. I think people will enjoy it. Up next, The Green Knight. I fear I'm not meant for greatness. We all fear. But fear can be a gift. Alright, this one's coming out July 30th and directed by David Lowry and starring Dev Patel. 
So this is another A24 film that follows King Arthur's nephew as he confronts the Green Knight. Uh, seems like a fantasy horror mashup uh, going off the pretty like cryptic trailer that we got, but it looks fucking fantastic and I can't wait for this. Absolutely. I was like, hell yeah, when I saw this trailer. It gave me so much like Dark Souls mm-hmm. vibes. And I just feel like there's not enough like fantasy outside of um, Game of Thrones. And I feel like, you know, more directors need to dabble their hands in. Up next, The Suicide Squad. Okay, I got it. Don't ever settle back like you think you know where this is going, because you don't. As soon as you have some sense about what's about to happen next, James comes in. Everyone's exploding. Genitals, heads, arms, legs. It's like a big, massive graphic novel brought to life. This is by far the biggest movie I've ever made. All right, coming out August 6th and directed by James Gunn, starring Margot Robbie and Amazing Nerd Show's personal favorite actor, Idris Elba. I thought you were going to say John Cena for a second. I was going to be so fucking annoyed with you. Uh, maybe my most anticipated film of, you know, the year, at least in my top three. I mean, these ridiculous characters, along with like Harley Quinn and James Gunn directing feels like just a can't miss. I love the little footage that we saw from like DC fandom. It looks like it's being just straight like ripped from the comics. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of the first film, but I feel like Gunn is the perfect artist to get these characters and the vibe right for like the Suicide Squad. No, I have to agree. I think this is my most anticipated film for this year. Um, I, I just think James Gunn was a perfect pick for this. And everything that we got with that little um, thing that they showed off at the Yeah, it wasn't DC a trailer, but it was like, I don't know. It was like this weird animated thing. And then we got like about a uh-huh. whole like behind the scenes thing. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I would think that we're going to get an actual trailer soon. Up next, Don't Breathe 2. All right, this one's coming out August 13th, um, directed by Roto Siegs. And stars Stephen Lang. So I loved the first film. It had a real cool twist on like the whole like home invasion subgenre. Uh, I'm interested to see where they're gonna take the story. I mean, Fede uh, Alvarez is still like you know on board as the producer this time. Hopefully, like they're able to capture the magic of what makes you know the first one so great. Um, but like, I just read the blurb too for this. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, do, do us a favor, read the blurb. Um, Stephen Lang returns to play the blind man who appears to be the protagonist this round. Huh? In Don't Breathe 2, <laughs> the blind man has been hiding out for years in an isolated cabin and has taken in and raised a young girl orphaned from ha- the house fire. Um, he'll have to leave his haven to save her once she's kidnapped. Are they trying to make uh, him sympathetic? Maybe it's going to be a twist at the end that she actually was trying to escape. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's just been hunting her he down. Like had, he was holding a young woman captive and like raping her. In, am I remembering this right? In his basement. Yeah. So she could have another daughter, his, his daughter that he lost or something weird. Yeah. Right? Like, he's a fucking I, monster. Right? <laughs> what are you doing here? Yes. <laughs> like I could see... I think I can see where they're going with, oh, he saved an orphan girl. Now he's trying to raise, like, replace his daughter. But I feel like it has to take a dark twist yeah, at some point, right? Yeah, because he's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I don't think there's really any coming back from, you know, what he did in the first film. So I, I'm definitely curious about this one. 
Yeah. If anything, I want it to be like she finds out what he's done in his past. It's horrifying. It becomes one of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Up next, Candyman. Don't say that. Candyman. I think I made a mistake. I brought him back. Candyman isn't real! Something's happening to me. He had a purpose for you. To be another one of his terrible stories. I guess he found me. Coming August 27th. Directed by Nia DaCosta and starring Yaha Abdul-Mateen. So this is another film that's easily on my top 10 most anticipated list. Jordan Peele's producing, which just feels like the perfect fit, you know, since like, you know, the original classics like themes were all about race and sociological inequality. Um, it just, you know, and it feels, you know, as prevalent as ever. So I did feel like the trailer, though, showed way too much. But I like what I saw, at least. But it was definitely, like, the worst kind of trailer. I'm just hoping that this, like, underrated, like, horror gem finally gets its just due. No, I, I agree. I mean, for me, I think I've been, you know, separated enough from the trailer at this point that I, I hopefully am going to the film a little bit more blind than if it had come out last year. But I do agree. I mean, I do remember, you know, a lot of key points where I feel like there's too much that was shown in that original trailer unfortunately it may have been better just to have seen that like little short story that she had put out um you know afterwards you know, which was very yeah, cool no, the like the shadow puppet type deal that they did yeah yeah i would have loved that if that's all they gave us i think that would have been fantastic and we just kind of got to go into a film blind i mean i think that's an experience that we don't get anymore you know um yeah. you know nowadays we're inundated with like you know four or five different cuts of a trailer you know you get the first trailer you we, uh, you get the teaser trailer then you get the first trailer then you get like a couple different cuts like tv trailers and then you get like the final trailer uh -huh. so like you've already seen like a good percentage of the film when you're about to sit down you know to see it like opening day so i mean it, it just i don't know i don't understand it i don't know why studios still feel like they need to cut trailers like that i mean half the time it's not the director you know who's involved with the trailer um you know a a lot of these trailer people feel like they have to tell the entire story in like two minutes and it, it's fucking annoying <laughs> you know leave some mystery you know don't show me like you know some of like the best scenes of the movie you know all at once you know let those be surprises so it, it makes more of an impact when you do get to see them in the movie yeah, yeah. i mean there should be someone doing some content control as well you know, um there, marvel but... and star wars have been getting it right mm -hmm. where they're like just giving you like a section of the film and really like keeping everything else a mystery because it just makes everything feel so much bigger than when you do experience it for the first time no oh, exactly up next resident evil so this is coming out september 9th and it's directed by johannes roberts yeah um you know we've heard little bits and pieces here and there but not too much you know, it seems that they're going to be focusing on the first two games, which, I mean, is a smart move. I do wish that they were only focusing on maybe the first game so that we could get a little bit more of the mystery elements that were in that first game. And it's a much simpler story that could at least, um, you know, get to more like tension filled horror rather than just throwing, you know, a, sea, a city of zombies yeah. at us. But I mean, I feel like 
most people nowadays know Resident Evil for that city-wide destruction, so maybe that's why they went in that direction. But that's but the I, thing. Those first know. two games were, like, legitimately scary. I want them to capture that vibe, you know, because that's what made those first two games work so well. Exactly. I mean, I mean, you can even look at the third game, which got that very criticism where you're running around in this kind of shorter experience, but you're running around this city that just, you know, didn't have as many tight corners, didn't have as many like moments where they could really amp up the horror. You just have someone chasing you the entire time. Um, you know, that's it's, it's those little things that could just make it a little bit better if they maybe focus on a simpler story rather than trying to build this probably bigger arc that they're going. And, for. you know, I don't know, you know, if this is just me, but like CGI, like fucking zombies always take me out of it. Like, give me some uh -huh. practical effects. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Fuck, uh, Resident Evil zombies are usually slow for the most part. I think the worst part about them is that they just keep getting back up, even when they get sh shot mm. in the head. So, I mean, if you put in that element and you just put, ramp up the gore, that, that'd be perfect. Yeah, I'm there for that shit. <laughs> exactly. Up next, June. One day, the legend will be born. All of civilization depends on it. The future. I can see it. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Coming out October 1st, um, directed by Dennis Villeneuve uh, and starring Josh Brolin and Oscar Isaac. So I was never a Dune guy. Uh, I was way too young when the original came out to enjoy it. And I think I was expecting something more, in, you know, along the lines of like Star Wars. So I, I wasn't prepared for like the David Lynch experience. Um, <laughs> so I like I fell asleep like halfway through. I won't lie. Um, but like this cast, along with like an incredibly talented director and just an epic fucking trailer, you know, has really gotten my attention. So I I'm looking forward to this. Um, you know, I don't know too much about Doom. I, 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 if you were too young, I was definitely not alive. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> Thanks, Christian. Uh -huh. Way to rub it in. <laughs> um, but I mean, I was intrigued by the trailer, but I just, I get thrown off when they kind of use very bland color palettes in general, but I I understand it is, it's, you know... It's Dune, so it's it, Dune, there's a lot so. of sand, man. <laughs> it's a lot of sand. Mm. Um, yeah, but I don't know, man. There's something about, the, especially them using the Pink Floyd, you know, song in there, too. Oh, yeah. It hit all the right buttons for me. Up next, Morbius. Coming out October 8th, uh, directed by Daniel Espinosa and starring Jared Leto. So when this was first announced by Sony, I, I definitely kind of groaned. Um, I just couldn't see how the hell this like C-list character for Marvel could warrant his own film. I mean, especially when it seems like there's so many other interesting characters that Sony mm. could have chosen. Um, but after I saw the trailer, my tune definitely changed. I mean, this is the first time like we had any inkling that the relationship between Sony and Disney, you know, um, might be a little deeper than we originally thought. I mean, and that's due to all the little nods to, like, the MCU's, you know, Spider-Man in this. I mean, we got, you know, Michael Keaton in this trailer, which is fucking crazy. And mm. there's a lot of, like, little, like, Easter eggs with Spider-Man. I mean, he, we see him in, like, you know, uh, 
graffiti on the alley wall, I believe, at one point. So uh, I'm definitely curious to see where they take this. I mean, I can't wait for all that to be like on the cutting room floor and not actually in the <laughs> film. <laughs> or it's like after the credits. Yeah, right? exactly. It's well that no, that exactly what could be. They could be a camera that pans over some graffiti and then it shows Michael Keaton. There you go. You you set it up, David. Uh, <laughs> but you know, but besides that, I did actually like what they showed us film wise uh-huh. too. So uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely a lot darker than I thought they would take it. Well, I mean, with a with a man bat type character, I mean No, I know that, but I don't trust Sony. <laughs> I, no, you shouldn't. So, <laughs> all I'm saying is it looked good, man. Yes, it but, looks interesting. I'm I'm definitely down to go see it, uh, but uh, I'm not like it's not something I'm hankering for. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I, it, it gave me hope for Venom, which is weird. But then mm. at the same time, I was like, oh, Venom did this to me too with the trailer, because <laughs> I was definitely concerned when they announced Venom, and then you know that first trailer came out, I was like, oh, this actually looks decent. So they they subverted those expectations, and then they fucking kicked me right in the balls when that movie came out. Oh, yes. The cake is a lie. Up next, Halloween Kills. Next Halloween, when the sun sets and someone is alone. All right, this one's coming out October 15th and is directed by David Gordon Green and starring Jamie Lee Curtis. So the original Halloween is one of my favorite films of all time, and I'm just a sucker for anything Michael Myers. But man, I was not a huge fan of Halloween 2018. Um, I think I was just expecting something more in the same vein as the original, um, especially since they were saying that it was a direct sequel to the original and they were just getting Mm -hmm. rid of all the other sequels. but like instead we just got like a greatest hits of like all the sequels rolled into one like disjointed film. Uh, but once again, I'm a sucker for all things Michael Myers. <laughs> so once I saw the teaser trailer, you know, for this film, I was like 100% on board again. I mean, the story really does seem like it's something like fresh and different, you know, with the whole like, you know, town of Haddonsville, like kind of rallying around, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis. At least that's what I got from the trailer. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see what these guys can bring to the table this time. No, yeah, I mean, I... 2018 was at least not as bad as some of those later Halloween films. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not fucking Halloween 8, you know, <laughs> exactly. with fucking Buster Rhymes, you know, doing Kung Fu on Michael. Up next, Snake Eyes. All right, this one's coming out October 22nd, um, directed by Robert Schwinski, I think, um, and starring Henry Golding and Samara Weaving. Growing up, G.I. Joe was one of my favorite toy lines. I mean, so much so that I'm still collecting those vintage figures, you know, from my youth, along with the newest toy line today. Of course Uh, you are. (laughs) So, uh, like, yes, like, I'm automatically excited for this film. Last two attempts at a G.I. Joe film definitely left a bad taste in my mouth. But, you know, with this being a reboot and them focusing on, you know, one of my favorite characters, Snake Eyes, I have hope. I mean, give us an action-packed origin story worthy of the character with some, like, incredible fight sequences between him and Storm Shadow, and I'm fucking good, man. Exactly. I've, I actually feel like the only G.I. Joe toys I ever had was, was Cobra Commander and Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. I think those were the only three I was ever interested in. 
No, I understand where you're coming from. I was always more attracted to the villains as a kid also. So much so that I might actually have a Cobra tattoo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But that being said, Snake Eyes was definitely like my favorite, like Joe. So, you know, and he's got such a great backstory and everything. I just hope they're like able to bring it to life. Damn, no real American hero. Cobra, baby. (laughs) Up next, Eternals. All right, coming November 5th, directed by Chloe Zhao and starring Angelina Jolie, along with many others. So uh, if you told me to choose characters from the Marvel Universe to get a film, the Eternals would probably be last on my list. Um, oh, yeah. They never <laughs> connected with me as a comic book fan, and they just felt totally unrelatable. But Foggy has definitely earned my trust um, because I might have said the same thing about Guardians of the Galaxy when it first came out and I was definitely wrong, you know, there. So, uh, I don't know, man. How do you feel about this? I mean, I think I have the same sentiments. I, I do want it to be successful mostly because I, I love most of these actors in this film and I want to see them in other places in the MCU, but it's a hell I mean, of a cast. The, yeah, I know. Um, uh, but you know, everything from their, their look to what I, you know, I've read up about, about them. They just feel like godly in humans and, I, I, I don't know. That doesn't do much for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I really don't know that much about them, even like, you mm-hmm. know, from the comics. So, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Um, you know, I know one of them was in Avengers for a short period of time. So I, I'm guessing that it's one of those, you know, things where it's like more human than human type deals. But uh, we'll see. Up next, Sony's Spider-Man 3. All right, so this is coming to theaters December 17th, and it's directed by John Watts, and it's starring Tom Holland, Zendaya, uh, Jamie Foxx, and Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, um, what we got from John Watts in this past two films definitely keeps me interested in what we're going to get with the future of Tom Holland Spider-Man. And even though, you know, this seems like a lot, <laughs> I'm still excited, and I feel like if anyone could handle it or at least get Spider-Man at this point, it is John Watts. So maybe a Spider-Verse film in his hands could possibly work. I mean, I love those first two films. Um, Mm -hmm. Where they're going with the story doesn't feel like the original plan, though. You know, especially like how they ended that second film. Yes. Um, You know, with him, you know, with his identity, you know, being revealed and him kind of on the run. Um, This definitely felt left field. Um, You know, they're they're going big with this film. They're going big with this film. And we're going to get a multiverse story. It seems like, you know, especially now that we know that, you know, Jamie Foxx is, you know, back as Electro. Um, Alfred Molina is back as Dr. Octopus. Um, And then there's the rumors that we're going to be seeing the other two Spider-Men from the other Spider-Man franchises by Sony. Um, I just hope that there's enough movie for his character's story to keep on progressing and him like growing as a character. Um, I just don't want him to get lost in the shuffle. But that being said, like, I'm super excited to see what they're going to do here. And I'm still holding out hope that they're going to use this to introduce Miles Morales. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like the right time in general with everything that's been going on uh, media wise for Miles. But I mean, if they went this big, could this be their opportunity to kind of like shift, like maybe uh tom holland's peter just is like fuck it this is too much (laughs) or or like i don't i don't know it's they need to add another spider-man i don't necessarily want to see like peter parker like move on from being spider-man i feel like 
him and Miles could both exist in this world mm-hmm. together. And then you could kind of play with the parallels of him being like a mentor to Miles, you know, especially if Miles is portrayed as, you know, younger. Um, so I'm okay with that. And maybe like, this is just like the introduction of Miles. Maybe it's just like, you know, at the end credits or something like that. And then, you know, we get his, he gets his own film like later on down the line. So, but I feel like, you know, the world is ready for Miles at this point. Um, you know, his popularity is at an all time high, you know, because of Spider-Verse, because of the fucking game, you know, that was recently released. So I, I feel like the time is right. But then once again, I'm like, is this just too much story, you know, to do him justice? Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then also, how aren't they bringing back William Defoe here? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and it, maybe, maybe they have a bigger plan for Green Goblin down the road and we just don't I, know yet. I hope I so, know. because the Goblin's one of my favorite Marvel villains. And I feel mm-hmm. like no one is like talking about him enough. You know, is like potentially one of the next big bads because, you know, what the Green Goblin, you know, did, especially around this time period that it feels like the MCU is starting to play with, like, you know, with like Secret Invasion, we know that's going to be a show and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Norman really like, you know, took the ball and ran with it, you know, during that whole storyline, you know, and basically becomes like the Marvel Universe's version of Lex Luthor. So, I mean, I would love to see, like, you know, that character introduced into the MCU properly. Because there's just so much potential there. Yes, absolutely. But it's it's Doom's time right now, so. <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. Um, but I feel like th- there's enough room in the MCU for, you know, two major villains. Up next, The Matrix 4. So this will be opening uh, in theaters and on HBO Max December 22nd. And it's directed by Lana Wachowski. It's starring Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Jada Pinkett Smith, and a whole lot of other people. Now, I do feel like I'm one of the few people on this earth that actually liked both uh, two and three of The Matrix. But yeah, I you do, are. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I do feel like this is one of those movies that could have been a, a complete reboot and um, it would have been perfectly fine. Um at the same time, like I'm, I'm interested to see where they would take the story. I mean, at this point, Neo would be, would have to be a construct within the Matrix because his body is definitely dead, uh, <laughs> and like, uh, you know, the war with the robots should be over. So I, I wonder what, what could possibly spark things back up. It's definitely going to be one of those soft reboot situations where they're going to probably reintroduce everything, and there's probably going to be something that restarts the war. Or some shit. Is going to be? Yeah. Is there going to be a new like Neo like character? You think? Probably. That's what my vote for um, Yaha Abdul Mateen would be. And then vote. you have Keanu Reeves being like the mentor, like Lawrence yes. Fishburne was for him. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence Fishburne isn't attached to this, huh? No, it doesn't seem like it. But I mean, you never know. He showed up in John Wick, so I could definitely see him showing up here in some fashion. Yeah, I mean, hell, I mean, it only makes sense. So maybe the price wasn't right. <laughs> or the script was just that bad <laughs> i don't know because i mean i imagine he would be like leader of zion by now yeah but who knows? i mean i'm on a matrix guy the first one was okay you know the the second and third one though were awful so i don't know it's not a movie that i revisit at all i think i haven't <laughs> seen it in like 15 years or so uh so but i'm happy for you there's actually a uh there's actually a fun documentary coming out about the Matrix theory where we're all in a simulation. Sure. 
that's that's what we need more conspiracy out. theories uh-huh. <laughs> nothing's real damon uh-huh. all right <laughs> let's move on all right so that was it for the films that we actually have release dates for but we got a couple films that we're looking forward to that are currently tbd to be determined panthers What's going on? We found a part of a man in the woods today. Part of a man? I guess the other half was found in the mine. All this has got to be an animal, right? No animal I've ever seen. All right, this one is directed by Scott Cooper and starring Carrie Russell. So this is definitely one of my most anticipated films, especially with Del Toro attached as producer. I mean, the visuals in the trailer are just phenomenal. Um, We've got a little boy harboring some kind of, you know, monster or terrifying secret in his attic. Uh, I don't know, my kind of movie. So I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say, man. But it, this just looked great. No, I mean that trailer gave me those uh, one and done type of vibes, where it's like maybe a, like how I sat through Midsummer, and I'm probably never gonna watch that again because <laughs> you're so traumatized. Yes. <laughs> That's that's how I felt watching this trailer. Like this is gonna be some fucked up I'm, shit. I'm down for I'm it. about to pull I'm about to pull the trigger on the uh midsummer director's cut that's like an hour oh, longer yeah? and it costs like fifty dollars. <laughs> I mean if you buy it, I'll I'll borrow it for sure. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not messed up enough. All right, so but this is definitely a film I'm looking forward to. Hopefully we get a date on this soon. To be determined, Army of the Dead. Alright, this is directed by Zack Snyder and stars Dave Bautista. Yeah, I mean, this is Snyder taking it back to his roots, giving us another zombie film. I mean, I love what he did with the remake of Dawn of the Dead. And it was one of the films that definitely helped the zombie renaissance, you know, that we headed towards. So he definitely deserves all the credit in the world for that. The premise sounds cool with, you know, mercenaries, you know, trying to pull off a heist, you know, in a quarantine zone. Um, You know, a little A-team, you know, versus zombies. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I you know I've been loving that Dave Bautista's been getting so much work after Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm definitely glad to see he's you know pretty much headlining this film as well. Uh, I you know action zombies. I can't you know say anything bad about that. I love you know Resident Evil films. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I have high expectations for this. Yeah. So this is supposed to be coming out sometime in the summer on Netflix. So that does it for our list of most anticipated films for 2021. Hopefully half of these movies actually come out. (laughs) And I know, (laughs) and of course I know that as always, there's going to be other movies that pop up that we're going to end up like looking forward to and enjoying. I'm just hoping that we get to actually, you know, sit in a theater once again this year. At some point. (laughs) I need to pay for my overpriced seats. God damn it. (laughs) Do you still have that pass? No. Okay, I was gonna. They, I they was canceled, gonna say they canceled the program. <laughs> it's like Jesus, Christian, you could cancel by now. <laughs> what are you doing? No. Um, but yeah, make sure to let us know what your most anticipated film of the year is so far, or let us know if there's a film that isn't on our list. Uh, that you are looking for. Yeah, go ahead and hit us up on social media. That's at Amazing Nerd Show over on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And that's going to do it for this week. That's right.
All right, but before we head out, make sure to head over to dramacityproductions.com where you can hear us and plenty of other great podcasts. That's right, and if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you subscribe, rate, and give us a five-star review. Yeah, it definitely helps an independent podcast like us keep on going. And you know what? If you like any of the stories that we talked about this episode, make sure you go ahead and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and see the full versions of these articles, plus a whole lot more. Yeah, you can follow us at Amazing Nerd Show. That's your nerd hub for all things pop culture. And if you're looking to further support the show, go ahead and buy some merch over at Tee Public. They have shirts, they have sweatshirts, I think they have mugs, bumper stickers, the works, man. Absolutely. And you can also head over to ProWrestlingTees.com and find our merch there as well. Yeah, while you're at it, go ahead and pick up your favorite wrestler's t-shirt. All right, Damon, what are we talking about next week? So next week, we'll be back to our regular uh, format. We'll be talking all the latest nerd news, uh, you know, wrestling, video games, you know, the works. But we'll also finally have some new MCU content to talk about with WandaVision. Yes, definitely one of my most anticipated shows for 2021. Oh, we don't have to do another list, do we, for shows? No, okay. no, no, we're good, we're good. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> right, but with that said, my name's Christian. And my name's Damon. And that was The Amazing Nerd Show. <laughs>